All right, I'm going to call a quick audible here while we get our next guest lined up for you. I want to just quickly pivot to what's happening in Israel. Because there, the, the ground in, uh, incursion is underway, and there has been some movement. The Israeli military saying they've killed four prominent Hamas operatives as part of their operations in the Gaza Strip. They've destroyed different infrastructure, uh, anti-tank missile launchers. They've attacked part of that that trail system underground, the tunnel system that has been so effective for Hamas in launching attacks towards Israel. And... and trying to do it in a way that is the least invasive and harmful to civilians inside the Gaza Strip. That is something that uh, almost anybody in a war combat situation is trying to avoid. Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis, retired, the senior fellow and military expert with Defense Priorities, joins us. Uh, Danny, first of all, it's good to have you again. Thank you. Thanks for being back. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing in, in terms of this ground attack by the Israeli forces. Well, what I see is so far is that Israel's given every indication that they expect this to be a long, brutal, and methodical battle. Uh, they're not rushing in like a sort of shock and awe kind of thing and trying to just you know make a big splash. They understand that Hamas has the, you know, all these places probably booby-trapped. They have uh, other kinds of traps set up for for IDF. They want to draw them into some places to where they IDF doesn't can't use its technology advantages, and, and it gets to be just an infantry on infantry fight. Uh, that's what the Hamas wants. But in Israel, I I perceive it looks to me like that they're getting ready to just methodically move uh, from the northern part of the strip and just mow through the whole thing. And understand that it could take months. They may literally just dismantle every building uh, that they see because it's really expensive in manpower to try and clear the buildings, you know, one-on-one. Whereas we saw even some in the, the, the Russia-Ukraine war, uh, very oftentimes Russia would just pummel the buildings and destroy them piece by piece instead of having to clear them. And it, I, I wonder if Israel's going to do the same kind of thing. We've seen reports that one of the bases that Hamas uses is located underground underneath the main hospital in Gaza, the largest hospital in Gaza, it, it, to me, that's pretty characteristic of terrorist groups using civilians as as shields, if you will. How difficult is it for the IDF or Israeli forces to to penetrate the the areas where Hamas is without the, some of the mass casualties of civilians that that could be happening uh, if they take that approach that you just mentioned, Russia taking in Ukraine? Yeah, the, the Ukraine, I'm sorry, Ukraine, Israel has to be careful, though. They can't follow the Russian path. They can't just say, all right, we're going to obliterate every building and kill everybody that we see. Uh, you know, that's kind of Russia's MO. That's, that's kind of their agenda. But Israel, if they're going to keep the support of the West and keep the Arab and Muslim population from exploding, they can't do that. So <clears throat> even though it would be a much more costly operation, they have to find the balance between taking care of their troops and lowering their risk, but also they cannot just one-timely kill a bunch of people. And you, you know, for sh- I don't have any insider knowledge, but I just almost assume that Hamas is, is set up in a, par- or a headquarters either inside or below the hospital because they know that if Israel attacks it, it will be a, a tremendous information operations victory 
for Hamas because you, you saw what happened this past weekend with more than a million people protesting in Turkey <laughs> against Israel and for Hamas. And that's just where things are at right now because of the, the suffering of a lot of the Palestinians. Now imagine if now then they go and, and just kill hundreds or thousands more, especially if they intentionally target a hospital. Last time there was a big issue with the hospital. It was turned out to be uh, an errant uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket that fell in the uh, parking lot of that first hospital. But if it turns out that Israel actually did target one and there's thousands of casualties, you know, they could literally lose the support of the West and they could inflame the, the, the regional population of the Arabs up so much that they could actually gain more enemies and more targets. And so they just can't do that. You know, I remember in, in our past conversations, we've talked about conflicts in the future. We're going to be so predicated on cyber warfare or or uh, the 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 war on information. And I think we're seeing a lot of that play out here where Hamas is using select information or select pieces of video as a way to form an overall narrative. How difficult is that battle on that front for countries like Israel and then to a certain extent the United States by proxy? Well, look, I mean, if we needed any clarification, just look at the war going on in, in Russia and Ukraine where they're taking all of that to the extraordinary heights where both sides put out all kinds of narrative information with partial truth, sometimes complete deception, sometimes a mix of, of those in different directions, all for the purpose of trying to gain international uh, adherence to their side and to make their side look right. And, you know, most of it is some combination of deception and, you know, limited truth on on both sides. And look, it, Israel's no different. Hamas is no different. They're going to manipulate information to the maximum extent that they can. And I see it play it out because I, I always watch regional media. Uh, I watch U.S. media. I watch European media. And, and to see the different way it's being portrayed uh, is just remarkable. Very often the same data, the same things that happen on the ground are being interpreted in such radically different ways uh, that, you know, the, the information ops itself is having a huge impact because the audiences that want to believe this story will cling to it. The audiences that want to believe the other one will believe, will agree to it. But take that, that uh, hospital bombing. Mm -hmm. Now, Israel came out and showed in a very forensic way how this there's no way that this was their rocket. And, and I've, I viewed it, and I'm always looking at things from the ground truth, and I don't take anybody's word for anything unless I see it. And it very clearly to me, it was not uh, an Israeli rocket. It would have looked differently. It would have been targeted differently. Uh, almost certainly it was. That was all out there for anyone to see. But the Arab side still to this day is convinced that it was an Israeli rocket, and they won't believe anything different. And even in some of these other cases to where Israel is not using precision-guided weapons and selected targeting like they say in their, in, in, you know, publicly, you see they're just leveling entire apartment buildings, entire city blocks just leveled. That's mm -hmm. not surgical anything, and yet people who want to believe that still believe it to this day that they're different, and that's just part of how it's going to work. I got just about a minute left here. How how What's the worry about other groups uh, – you know, the Hezbollahs of the world, other uh, uh, sympathizers to Hamas, when they get involved in this, how how, how much of a concern is that? I, it's a lot of concern to me because, look, we've got our troops in Iraq and Syria that are just huge vulnerability for us. But you know, there's already plenty of, of Islamic uh, radical groups in the area, whether they're aligned with Iran or not, 
that want to attack us. And now then they see what Israel's doing. Well, they can't do anything to Israel, but they know that we have troops just sitting up there, so they could launch off into them, and, and one of these attacks could finally succeed and kill Americans. And now then there's going to be huge pressure on the White House, not just to strike back against those groups, but to strike Iran, who they will assume was behind it, whether they were or not. That's what the assumption will be. That could draw us into a war we don't need to fight. Mm. If Hezbollah attacks into the north, uh, you know, after Israel like you sure. know, gets really involved, that could expand it in. Then other uh, fighters in the region. You had yeah. Turkey for crying out loud. Well, I, I th- and I think we're starting to see some of that. Unfortunately, I'm up against it. Uh, Daniel Davis, always good talking with you. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you. Got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon.